going on, everybody? 2020. All right. This is issue number 214, the Back Hoodie Funky Podcast. And on today's cast, we're going to be talking about PAX East 2020. That's right. The biggest gaming convention on the East Coast of the United States of America. Yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. and uh, help us talk about that. We got our delicious panel today. Look at all these men, all these strapping men, 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 manly men, men. Speaking of manly men, men, we've got Dot Chris. Zap. We got TV's Casey. Video games. Low. <laughs> and the manliest of men, Booster Greg. I know I said I was going to think about an opening bit for this episode, but I'm just so goddamn tired that I just I couldn't I couldn't think of any. <laughs> It's these old bones. They can't. They can't handle packs like they used to. These bones. We're about to send Greg off on an iceberg. It's his time. <laughs> and I'm your host, Bad Cody Sergio. Welcome everybody to PAX East 2020. Let's go. Oh man. So PAX East, for those who don't know, is a Penny Arcade Expo. It happens every year. We got PAX East, PAX South, and PAX Prime in the West, or I think it's just called PAX West now. Um, but all the developers, uh, indie and big boys alike, come off to show their games and uh, the new peripherals and new technologies, what have you. So a lot of developers were at Paxis up in Boston this year, but one uh, one was uh, noticeably not there and uh, mm. missed a little bit. Kind of left a, a huge gap. PlayStation <laughs> backed out for fear of coronavirus, the elusive coronavirus. It, it was noticeable too. There was there was a, a gaping hole in uh, in in the Capacity's convention. They tried to shift everybody around to make it seem like the space was taken up, but it was noticeably empty at, mm. at certain points. It was it was kind of odd. But uh, one thing that left a mark on everybody today uh, is an announcement that might have happened <clears throat> if Sony showed up. To PAX East. HBO is going to be partnering with Naughty Dog in order to create The Last of Us television series. Boom! Now, we don't know any characters. We don't know, don't know any details. I think the original announcement did kind of start kind of uh, cheekily, if I, if I might say, where HBO tweeted at Neil Drunk- Druckmann, who, as we all know, is like the guy at Naughty Dog, and yeah. said, hey, let's make a TV show. And he was just like, all right. And that's kind of how it all was, I guess, initially announced. Um, it's actually really cool, too, because we also got... It's like, this is just like Sony Day is what's going on today. Because we also <laughs> did get the announcement for Ghost of Tsushima. Not yeah. to like jump off too, too much. Hell that's going to be June 26th. So that's going to be really cool. But you, like, you have to wonder if all of these announcements that are coming out now were planned originally to happen at PAX. I, I think so because that'd have been <clears throat> that would have been a great place for them to announce it. I mean, you you would have an immediate hype from the crowd there on the floor at Pax East, and that would have caught like wildfire. Like you you have like, how many thousands of people on that floor would have been tweeting about it, been making YouTube videos about it, Twitch streams about it, live streams. Oh and yeah, it, it, it would. I mean, it already caught fire because it's The Last of Us in HBO. It's it's such a huge thing, but I think mm-hmm. it would have been been even bigger. But uh, I I think this might have been something there, or this is something they gave us because this is still early. I wonder if this yeah. is something they gave us because they felt bad that they weren't there They're like ooh, no. we kind of weren't there we kind of no. have to get in everybody's good graces let's, what's let's more playstation than this i i highly doubt that i think, think that so? if they were going to have like anything that wasn't like I, I think we're so close to an announcement from them as it is that all of this stuff i think was meant for packs and now like it's kind of far enough away from packs like we're a week away where they can kind of start trickling this stuff this stuff out without any like real eyebrows being raised but you want to see something see that 
See that eyebrow? It's raised. It's raised at you. You see that, audio listeners? See that? that? That's awesome. I have raised my left eyebrow at Sony. I'm on to you. These were like good Sony kind of video gamey, but like not really video gamey. Like Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. My God, I can't talk. We've known about forever, and Mm -hmm. we've known it's been coming out this year, and just like, cool, we just put a date on it. So it's Mm -hmm. like video gamey but not like huge earth shattering and the same thing with like last of us hbo like it's regarding a video game but it's more of a television news than video game news so like that's right in pax's wheelhouse like an announcement just not a big one well like like a mediocre size and it's a medium one nothing like too (laughs) crazy but like you know something to get you excited um, and it's what a, a friggin' adaptation for HBO! Though. Hell yeah! Like, yeah. And, it's, so and, it's, question, and it's apparently it's been trying to be uh, be made. Last of Us was trying to come into fruition and into our reality for a long time because apparently Sam Raimi wanted to do it a long time ago. Oh, that would have been great! Yeah, that would have been amazing. But uh, and uh, yeah, he's teamed up with Neil Druckmann's teamed up with one of the um, the heads of Chernobyl, which if you haven't watched is absolutely fucking amazing. Phenomenal, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. His name is uh, Craig Mazin, and yeah. and apparently, uh, Craig when Craig um, and and Neil met, it was like a match made in heaven. Um, so so uh, so as so Druckman said, for the first time, I sat down to talk with Craig. I was equally blown blown away by his approach to narrative and his love and deep understanding of The Last of Us. So so the so the creative mind behind the critically acclaimed and brilliant Chernobyl was already familiar with Last of Us. Apparently, like I don't want to say he's a fan, but but when you have I mean, the I director. Mean, Who's, who's not familiar with Last of Us? At, at I mean, point? I mean, I mean, this guy's like you know busy making you know an award-winning uh, uh, show. I mean, does I mean, he have the, time the game, for for video game, games? I mean, you the know game, what I mean? game came out seven years ago, so it did. But there are people who st- I mean, the there, there are people who still have haven't seen Endgame. I mean, and that's <laughs> yeah, reason. Fools. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, that's not seven years ago. Yeah, but the people who Chernobyl still don't know the story. Tangent. Real quick, Chernobyl tangent. Yeah. Um, we watched that show and we were like. After three, there's only like four episodes, and we were like, "There's no way that the fourth episode's a hearing. Like, there's no way this is gonna be a good episode." And it's like one of the best things I've ever seen on television. Is they made he made a hearing, basically a like a town meeting, mm-hmm. be one of the most friggin' exciting things you've ever seen on television. That's talent. If they got backed up with the world, of The Last of Us, like that perfect yeah absolutely if yeah. you watch chernobyl you know that like the vibe is there for it and the last of us it has such a great story and and characters that we actually care about i mean it's it's one of like the, the best games that, that i've ever played that i have yeah. the pleasure of of going through my, myself and if anyone has never played it um i highly suggest you borrow friends playstation or maybe just even watch like like a like a youtube video or, or something like that but it has such a great story that you'll be captivated and i think it'll do well as an hbo uh a tv series i mean these, it's based on like real people and real world uh, real world ish events you know i i hope that they don't use the same characters as as the game i really hope they leave that alone and they just make it I, so I, I'm hoping that what they do is they expand upon the universe and not adapt it. So so, so no Ellie and Joel, you're saying no Ellie and Joel. Hmm. I want to see this world with mm-hmm. other characters. Now you say that, but yep. <laughs> the creator already said that Ellie and Joel are headed to HBO. Fear the last of us. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he I just don't want to see that because I, I think a lot of that. Um, a lot of what makes that magic work is Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. And I think that if you get different people playing those roles, it's not going to have that same effect for me. 
True. I, I don't think it is. I, I don't disagree. Think it, it, it's one of those things where I'm so used to those voices coming out of that look where it's kind of like when you went to go see the Ninja Turtles movie and you're mm-hmm. just like used to the cartoon. And you're just like something's off. So I can't. So put my I would. On it. Yeah. I would say that same, same, but different. but different. Yeah, <laughs> but still same. They're like um, they're absolutely top of the top tier voice actors. Um, so in that medium of a video game where it really is the performance is a lot, uh, mostly audio of what they have to work with, and then obviously there's animators that have to bring that to life. But yeah. um, I think that the strength and why we love those characters so much is in the writing. So the story is there. The, the writing, the dialogue. Is, I just think is there's there. so much more to this world than just Ellie and Joel. Now, if it's a continuation of Ellie and Joel's story or a prequel of any kind, something that we haven't already seen, I'm there for it. But if it's just adapting the game, I have the game. <laughs> and I, I understand it's bringing, it's bringing these characters to a different, wider audience. Mm-hmm. That part I get. But why not leverage your game as well and say, all right, we already have these events happening. Let's exp- let's go further, even past Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Well, it's going to give Last mm. of Us Part Two a whole new Last cycle. of Us Beyond. <laughs> Fifty souls. years into the future. Well, for now they're, they're they're just doing the first game, and it's going to be Ellie and Joel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I hear what you mean because it's not interesting to you since you already went through the story. So it's like, why should I watch this as someone who's went through the story, right? You're just like, I, I've been through it. I played through it. How could it possibly be better by them making a series on HBO? Well, I, I, I think my thinking behind it is more uh, Fear the Walking Dead than the Walking Dead proper show. Mm-hmm. Where Fear the Walking Dead, I feel like, has gotten more um, praise mm-hmm. for kind of being a little different. And sure, like characters come in and out kind of from the main storyline. But it's still its, its own group of people that takes place in the same universe. So... I think that's kind of more what I'm what I'm hoping for. Yeah, you should right. probably watch Chernobyl because it will probably put all of your minds at ease. All of them are fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I have no doubt that uh, that 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 Mason is going to make an incredible show out of this. I mean, like him, him. I'm just going to call him a fan. Him being a fan, like him having that directorial style, like it, it, it's going to be amazing. And and the working in tandem with with uh, with the creator. So I, I have no doubt that it's it's going to be brilliant. Now they just have to cast Ellie and Joel. I think I think that's yep. my my main issue. I think is just the cast because for me it's always going to be Troy Baker. He's always true. Gonna be Troy. True. Now if you get someone like Carl like... Urban, <laughs> maybe. Oh, Carl yes. Urban. Okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe. But All right. Like, I don't know, man. Like just the, like the the tone of his voice, the somber. He's gruff like, enough. I'll give him he, that. He's definitely gruff enough. I I don't know if he could pull off how serious he could pull off. I'll say mm-hmm. that. I don't think I've seen him in a serious role. Now, now a lot of people are are still vying for for Ellen Page to be <laughs> to be. Ellie. Oh my God, she would die. <laughs> she would one hundred percent die. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Oh man, it's yeah. great. People are like, just have her play. <laughs> it's literally her. <laughs> it's literally her face. This oh, wasn't the game she got the lawsuit about, right? Was it is. That, it was. Uh, it is. Yeah, because yeah. it came out around the same time that Beyond Two Souls came out, and so is she actually like, in Beyond Two Souls? Then? Yeah, yeah. But, and Beyond Two Souls is the game where it's actually her, and The Last of Us yes. just like took yeah. her likeness but didn't say it was her, and she was okay. like, "Guys, guys, this is totally me. What are you doing? This is me. This is my face. Yeah. What the? F- well, <laughs> what are you doing?" People got confused because uh, they thought they saw this game and they knew she was in a video game. So, like, because uh, that got a lot more uh, press than Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. So she got mad that, and, you know, lawsuits ensued. 
Yeah. It was also a lawsuit because they used the actual Boston um, MBTA map. Oh, in the, uh, oh, I remember in this. The beginning yeah. of the what? game. What? Yeah, because this. yeah, uh, like the the city hired someone to actually design a very specific Boston MBTA map um, for all the trains. And because the game starts out in Boston, they go into one of the stations, I think Park Street. Um, and they actually put it up on the wall, and the guy who designed that was like, "No, no, 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 no! You didn't pay me any money to do that." Oh, yeah. oh man, he's not wrong though. Sure, sure. <laughs> you got to be careful, developers. You put stuff Start out there. Shit. Yeah, yeah, make sure you go through all the right channels. Uh, people are also on Twitter saying, "Okay, uh, what maybe for Joel, Hugh Jackman via?" Uh... <laughs> yeah, do you want just Logan Part Two? Basically, yes. <laughs> basically. Yeah. You know, him with his gruff old look like Joel, let's go. Or uh, the guy who played Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I can 100% see it. I don't see it. I think you do. Casey, job. you've never goddamn played the game. Shut up. Well, he... <laughs> I know Craig's he like, you have like... no opinion. <laughs> you have no opinion on this battle. I've watched... I I've watched the Let's Play, all right? How much of my Let's Play did you watch? The whole ass game, baby. No, you didn't. <laughs> I have. I don't believe that. It's funny because I, I was going to ask. Uh, I was going to ask Casey's opinion. Greg's like, "Shut up! You, you can't. <laughs> you talk. have no opinion. <laughs> Shut, up, Shut up! You can't talk about this." <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> oh Listen, man. Listen, the you know we brought up the Walking Dead analogy first. Um, even though I, I don't know. Look, they'll probably take it in its own direction and and do their own thing. But it's very much not a. I'll, I'm watching the exact same thing because no adaptation is perfectly lifted from the pages unless it's animated, and even then, Sin City. Sin City is not perfect. 99% accurate. Okay. We don't see Jessica Alba's tatas. You found the exception to the rule, and for that You're I welcome. applaud you, good sir. You're welcome. <laughs> but, but come on, not like nine times, 99 times out of 100, yeah. it's not straight-laced. Yeah, that's true. So you'll probably get something way different, you know, for better or worse. Yeah. Probably worse, but... You know, we'll it's it's gotta ha- it's gotta have that mass appeal, baby. You got you know your your Tommy Toughnuts, your your corporate. Who's our corporate guy? Our board. We, we don't have a name for a corporate guy. Yet. We don't yeah. have. Oh, like how Angry Joe has uh, the corporate the corporate commander. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we had a name for for the for the guy who's who's pitching stuff to HBO, it's like, hey, you you want an adaptation of this? I'll give you an adaptation of this. You know it's always going to be different. It's always going to be mixed up, mm. and it's always going to have to be changed for mass appeal and blah blah blah. So let it ride. Get me John Favreau. If it's bad, <laughs> get me that John Favreau. Yeah, give me John Favreau. Uh, if it's bad, we don't have to watch it. If it's good, wow, another good television show in the year of our Lord 2020. Who would have guessed? I did see. I think it was Boss Logic did a mock up of a poster, and it had Chris Evans on it. He took he took like Ooh. an existing Chris Evans poster that kind of has that same vibe, and yeah. it was just like this. <laughs> who basically is a Jack Troy Baker, yeah. <laughs> who also looks absolutely nothing like Joel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Pretty funny. Oh man. So uh, another thing to go down in PAX East, we had Square Enix showing up with uh, Final yeah. Fantasy VII remake with, with an exclusive bah, demo. Bah, bah. An exclusive demo only playable at PAX East 20. Oh, but wait. wait. 24 (laughs) hours later. But wait, but wait. We had fans who were waiting in line for hours uh, at the Boston Convention Exhibit Center just to get inside, just to go to the Square Enix booth to get a lottery ticket to come back at a later time to play that game. Then to come back, wait in line at that time, and then play the demo. Lots of waiting, lots of stuff. God bless everybody because it was kind of cold up there. But wait, right? 
You didn't have to do all that because they released the demo after Pax. God damn. Can, can you imagine? Awesome. Can you imagine? Rip. rip getting your, your pass and seeing the lineup, the Expo 4, and being like, oh, man, Square Enix is going to be there. And then you, you go and you're like, oh, man, they have a Final Fantasy 7 demo. I have to go tomorrow. I have to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning before the sun gets up. I have to make my way through traffic into town. I need to make my way downtown, walk fast, faces past, I'm homebound. <laughs> and then, only to discover on the following Monday, the goddamn demo is released for everyone. Jabated. <laughs> oh I can, I can, I would, if if I had waited in that line or done all that, I probably would be boycotting Final Fantasy VII right now. Dude, just to I, like, as I, I would feel so betrayed. It's like, yeah. you did what? To me? After I waited how long in line? You lube! You fool! (laughs) You lose, sir! You get nothing! (laughs) I said good day! (laughs) I said good day! Oh my god, I would have been so mad. idiot Lone Star. Oh man, but the people who weren't mad were us who got to play it. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. In the comfort of our own home. And by our home, I mean Greg's home. Because damn was this Um, game good. Chris, talk about it. Holy shit. Oh my god. So, real talk, I just played it like an hour and a half ago uh, because I knew I had some time after work before this started, and I was like, I'm going to download it. In fact, I thought I had downloaded it remotely on my PS4, which turns out sometime in the night must have shut off. So then I had didn't think I was going to have time. It's only about 8 gigs. It's free download, only about 8 gigs. Just go get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably took me half an hour, 45 minutes or so to go through the whole thing. Um, if Man, it feels smooth. Yeah, I wasn't. I thought it was gonna be a little bit more rigid than it was, um, but he. It's a a little a little bit more like arcadey moving style. Um, it's a total. It feels totally different. Yeah, which is fine. I knew that. I knew that was the case. Uh, it actually. I mean, it makes sense because it's Square Enix, but it feels like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> as far uh, yeah. as like without the jumping, moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the jumping, um, but. Moving's great. Um, the swinging a massive sword feels great. Um, there obviously is for those that were a little bit worried about. Okay, it's action. How are they going to get actually like the menus for? Because you know you're used to a turn uh, a turn based RPG, and this time around, if you do want to get anything other than your main attack, um, there is a menu that you can pull up. However, when you pull up the menu, it kind of pauses or just about pauses the game things move it very very slowly while you do it uh, but it gives you the time to navigate those menus that feels a bit more like the classic game so outside of the main attack and movements um, there actually is still that classic final fantasy 7 feel they did a great job updating that for a 2020 action game yeah i agree i i had a lot of fun with it i kind of liked the um the whole mechanic of switching between party members versus just like kind of having them all at once Sta- and going through standing in a line waiting to take turns <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i found it a lot more dynamic to just like rush in with cloud like queue up a couple moves move back as barrett and queue up a couple moves and kind of go back and forth back and forth and that slowdown it's like it is that near pause it kind of reminds me of um so actually the sonic movie where, like, the missiles are still kind of going at him and Robotnik's still kind of pressing that button, but it's just really slow. So there still is that, like, kind of, like, um, imminent danger coming. But, like, there's urgency to it. Yeah, yeah, you still have some time to react versus just, like, sitting there, listening to the music, watching all the characters jump back and forth in place, back and forth until you do a goddamn move. So I do like that a lot. I thought it was... I- 
Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I think my only complaint is just the voice acting. Yeah, I immediately was like, let me turn this all into Japanese. Nope, can't do it. Can't, can't. turn it into Japanese. It's, not, it's, even, it's like, not even turning into Japanese. It's just very anime-ish, and it has a very Oh, yeah, when they're hopping over the turnstiles and trains, they're like, Cloud, you're an idiot. It's not even the hopping. It's it's the it's the grunt reactions. Yeah. Where it's like, yep. Barrett's like, what are you, an idiot? And Cloud's just like, you know? Fucking... Ah, yeah. Why? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love how PlayStation was like, "All right, Western audience, like only English for for this demo." There you go, only English, nothing else. There you go. But but, uh, but I, I they got I do... Matt Jones, Badger from friggin' uh, he's Wedge. Bad. Sure, yeah, played Wedge. I was I was surprised at that pull. I was like, I know that voice. <laughs> I'm excited that he's mm. in this game. I, I thought I, it I, was T.J. Miller for a hot minute. It's kind of sounded <laughs> like it, right? Yeah, it yeah. I do like their decision of not making it fully, uh, fully, fully turn based because I think that would turn a lot of people off. Because yeah. I mean, look at the graphics in this game; it's freaking incredible. And yeah. for you to just like play it as like a turn based game, I think wouldn't do it. Uh, wouldn't do it any any, any service. You know, you you want to get more into it. You want to feel for these characters. You want to feel like you're in control, and you really do. Like like all the moves hit hard. The the effects are beautiful. The particle effects coming off of when Cloud like does his different moves and like uh you know does his different um actions. When you're moving the camera around, like it just, I, I it's just, I, I had no idea it was gonna play like this and be like this. Yeah, and I'm uh, super happy it came out. Regarding the graphics for everyone here, mm-hmm. yeah. How did you guys feel about the environment once you were in the Mako reactor, all the way for the boss fight? I thought it was fine. I didn't really have any complaints about the environments. So, when I was playing, you know, recently, yeah. <laughs> um, I found it a little off-putting that the background, so it has that green hue, obviously, like the original game, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, and it was something I felt kind of with Kingdom Hearts as well, where, yes, it's an updated game with updated graphics, but the way that you interact with the background, it seems almost like a, and the green hue really accentuated this, um, it feels like there's you're using a character in the middle of the screen, um, and then the um, the environment's moving around it, hmm. like it's like a almost like a fake tech demo type of deal. I didn't feel that so much like in the earlier parts when you're going up and down the stairs and things like that. Um, but it felt like the character himself was actually detached from the room, and that the lighting was like a little off. Oh, um, that is also one. Uh, maybe uh, just weird because of the green background. Um, two, it's also a demo. Mm. Mm. Who knows what if if they're gonna make any change to that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, literally, it, I'm sure some sort of filter or adjustment to, um, like frame rates or something like that may that might just be me being weirded out by the frame rate. Yeah. Um, but uh, it didn't. It didn't feel. It felt a little when I was in there. The way the camera moves, the way the character sits in the environment, felt a little bit dated. Hmm. Maybe and part of that also could have been because it's such a flat room. Everything is just there's not really much um, environment in that moment. Damn, it's you took a deep dive into this thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. I didn't see any. No, no, no. It's fine. Like I didn't see any of that. I was just like, woo! Well, I get to woo. We also kind of like took turns playing too. Like we were passing the controller around a lot. True, so, true. Yeah, I, I am gonna replay it. I think this weekend just to like kind of get the full experience. It's but, quick. Yeah. I was going to say, we probably went through it within, like, an hour, maybe two, mm-hmm. yeah. between the three of us. Like, it, it wasn't too long, which was good. All right. Now, the question is, yeah. who did you guys like playing as better, Cloud or Barrett? 
Oh man, I, I would say Cloud because I love that kind of cell. Every time I play an RPG, that's usually mine. Like I try to be like a battle mage, you know what I mean? Like Cloud has his fire ability. Um, you have your your Punisher mode, two uh, sword which, modes. Yeah, exactly. You have your Punisher mode, which which is more of like an offensive stance. You move a bit slower, but you hit like a truck. You got your uh, operator mode, which is a bit more balanced. Uh, yeah, and you have your 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 fire ability, which which was going to turn later on into more powerful stuff. Like Barrett was fine. Um, but, but I always wanted to switch back to Cloud and just tell Barrett what to do. Barrett, heal Cloud. Cloud, do everything else. <laughs> Classic Final Fantasy set. Yeah. And, and, and I love I love that I love that dynamic too of like I can play as Cloud and then tell Barrett what to do without switching over to him. I thought that was yeah, really freaking that was cool. Really, that was pretty never and I was like, to damn play as anyone else. Exactly. Never play, only <laughs> Only Cloud. Well, I love that they like tried to make you like play as Barrett where they're like, Hey, this enemy that you're fighting. Uh, like a white well, lightning is uh, its weakness, and guess what? Guess who's the only guy that has lightning? Barrett. Exactly. Like, Damn it! Yeah. Saw right. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, I like playing as both of them. To be honest, uh, mm. I'm super excited to see how like Vincent plays and and all that. Although they are saying that Red Thirteen is not going to be a playable character, which is a super big bummer. But which which, well, which, which, which I think what they mean is that it's not going to be a playable character. It like at first because Red Thirteen is towards like the back end of the game. Yeah, he shows yeah, sure. up after you leave Midgard. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So 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 I think when they would put that out, it was kind of like misleading, like because it sounds like he's not going to be in the game at all playable. But I think yeah. they just mean for now. Yeah. You know, because yeah. this yeah, game is huge. This is a huge game. Because uh, it would be just Cloud. I guess if they're following what the original game is, we're talking uh, Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, and Eris, I think, are the only four Eris. that you get before oh, you man. leave. None of my Eris. favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I was, I was I was super happy uh, playing this game. And it's so crazy that, that it's out. Because we've been wanting this thing for so long. Think about how long we've been wanting... To play replay Final Fantasy Seven before again. even remakes were a, a thing in the industry, everyone yeah. wanted it. Whenever mm. a new generation of console came out, everyone wanted this game again. Exactly, you That's know, because I mean, it, it's it's been so long since this game came out, and it's like heralded as one of like the Final Fantasy games to play and one of the games to play of of all time. But people don't really dig on the older graphics and how it handles. So yeah. a remake is beautiful, and there are a lot of people now. Like you see a lot of content creators who are like, "Oh, I've never played this game back in the day, and never PlayStation, but now." Because the remake, I'm going to be able to. Because like they have friends or or whoever, it's just like, oh, I love Final Fantasy back in the day. It's great. You got to play it. And then I've seen streamers like try to play the game, but they're like, ah, I can't really with like these graphics and this old the way it handles. <laughs> there was that wasn't yeah. that that guy from Kotaku today who was like, I, that's, oh. too, that's too complicated. I don't understand. <laughs> that guy from Kotaku, and and that was such a thing of contention because Kotaku apparently now all they do is just like, oh, let's say the most polarizing and the most venomous things to get clicks yeah. because otherwise a lot of people go to Kotaku. So this guy's like, oh, it was so hard, I didn't know what to do. That boss fight was stupid and died. And people were like, it, the dialogue of the two characters, Cloud and Barrett, literally told you how to defeat the boss yeah. as it was going along. And I didn't mind that either because it, it it sounded like they were having a conversation mm. and they were strategizing, it but also natural. telling you what to do. Yeah, it felt natural. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's not like it's like the game like popped up like use lightning to get past its nose. It's like oh, I was like oh, we gotta get past the shield. Like oh, what are we gonna do? Uh, if you use lightning, it's kind of weak against. Oh, let's go. It's like yes, that sounds so good. <laughs> and the rest of the game is like that. You're gonna be in for for a good time. And the beginning, uh, the intro of this game like reminded me why this game rules. Like this, it, like it's so friggin' cinematic. When the when it zooms out, obviously it starts off with Eris. It zooms out, you see the whole city. Whole city looks gorgeous, awesome. And then as you're enjoying the music, all of a sudden, bam! Cut in with the train. 
then yeah. back out to the music, then bam, back in the train. I forgot. I was like, that is a badass beginning. I forgot how friggin' cinematic, how dope that intro is. And dude, I yeah. love how the, the camera flies into to the train. You see Cloud just, just sitting up. I'm like, oh, man, it's so good. Oh, they, they did such a great job with this. And, and understandably, it's going to be a huge game. I mean, like all these graphics like take up a lot of space. So I, I think they're still doing installments, right? Like this is going to be like a, like a, like a quote-unquote first chapter. Yeah, then they're going to release the next yeah. one. Because to release a whole thing at one point, I think is impossible because it's such a huge file. They're yeah. literally going to bring back the multi-disc game. <laughs> but with I DLC. Yeah, exactly. Or DLC. I wouldn't mind that. But yeah, this game was fun to play, especially like like going through all the different types of enemies, yeah. um, You know, seeing how the characters interact with each other. And then the, the last boss fight, I think, was great. And it was it, it was so well done. And I can't wait to play this whole thing. But yeah, I, I think PlayStation might have been like, hey, we're sorry we couldn't be at PAX uh, for The Last of Us. <laughs> Um, I don't know, not PlayStation, sorry, but like, uh, you know, Final Fantasy was like, hey, at least we have this. It's like, well, yeah. a lot of people couldn't play. Also, we're partnered with PlayStation. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 let's release I stuff. I also so wonder how gets... much of a choice this was with Sony, like, pressuring them, being like, hey, we really fucked up. I, I wonder they, because I they really screwed up. There. So they're just like, hey, yeah, here's, here's, a, here's a little, we're sorry kind of yeah. thing, you know? And Why it worked. Not? Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about that boss battle as well. Um, when I saw, when I first saw like clips of it, when they first showed some of that gameplay, it looked super chaotic. Um, in actually being in the game and playing it, it actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, how it works with the gameplay as well. So I think it was a, a phenomenal, um, a phenomenal move on their point for people that have been on the fence about if whether or not that they want to play this game, um, giving a little bit of taste and. and a great taste of how everything kind of works together. Um, it was good. I honestly was like a little bit on the fence about whether I wanted to play, get this game. Really? Uh, because I've started Final Fantasy. So when I first played Final Fantasy VII, mm. I got to the end of the second disc and my game got corrupted. And I just have been so disheartened since, you know, I was 13. <laughs> um, he was only 13. Yeah. He was, and really and I've he was started, a lad. I've started this game probably like – 11 times oh my Jeez. god wow. and i've never gotten back to the point where i was before um but this uh, so i was like oh, do i really want to play this game again or try to play this game again um and this demo got me on board nice, nice dude i'm glad to hear it but yeah every, everyone that, that i know has been playing it has been like yo have you played it yet have you touched it has it <laughs> what's going on <laughs> oh, i'm I like yes it. i have oh i touched it it's touched me i can't wait for it to to come out because i mean uh, and now we have people like i'm going to order the super ultra mega zord deluxe version just because it was so great when i played it yeah but uh yeah we're gonna have to see now uh another game inside of pax east that uh was was a surprise hit i mean i wouldn't say surprise it's it's this is a unique game that nobody asked for but the developers <laughs> wanted to make because it's such a cheeky game we're talking about man eater yeah she's man eater yeah, dude, oh, oh dude. there she goes. She's got it up. Someone needs to do a remake or a remake, a remix of that and the Jaws theme. Yes, Ooh. I'm on it. Do it, absolutely. Do it. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, Man Eater is a game where you literally play as a shark. Do 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 do. So so you start off the game playing as as a mama shark. You're a big old shark. You can uh, you can jump on on boats, eat people. You can whip slash around. Um, but there's this uh, fisherman, this uh, fisherman hunter dude who doesn't like you. He doesn't like sharks. Ah! So he catches you, guts you, and then a baby shark comes out of the mama, goes into the water, and then that's who you play as. 
Whoa, he d- the baby does something before it gets in the water. It's true. Spoilers. Bites the goddamn fisherman's arm. <gasps> Gross! Take Ta-da! that, Gambit! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we all played this game at Pit Pax East, and uh, it, it was great. It was amazing. It was great. I mean, like, we, we, we saw the, the trailer going into Pax East of what this game was, which people were describing as GTA, but you're a shark. Yeah. Um, and it kind of is like that. It does have a narrative. It does have a story, and, it, and the, the way it plays is great. But, uh, yeah, guys, what was your impressions of Maneater? Um, I went in... Not knowing kind of what to think, because by the time I had played it, there's always... Not knowing what it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of, I, looking at it, you're just like, oh, Shark Simulator 2020. Like, I don't know what the big deal is about this. And then you get your hands on it. And um, I played with mouse and keyboard, and it just felt really, really... Like, it's just solid. The only weird thing to me was um, you can, like, grab on. So you can, like, bite something and hold on and then, like, whip your head around. Kind of like a smith, but not really. And then, like, I'm it, glad it, you made that joke. It, yeah, it was, it was just for you. Um, <laughs> but it felt weird with a mouse because all you're doing is like you're wiggling your mouse back and forth, and that kind of felt a little off. I can imagine that feeling a lot better with a joystick. But other than that, can confirm. Yeah, I did play on a joystick. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the controllers good. if they're a bit more tight because like I'm used to like playing a lot like Modern Warfare and stuff. So I have like a huge mouse pad. So when I whip around to get somebody, or when I whip around as a shark to to uh, to turn around or something like that, like it, it kind of wouldn't be that responsive. So I think they have some stuff to iron out. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, but for the most part, the for the where the game is now and this build, like, oh, it's it, amazing. It felt it, it it felt great. Like it felt so satisfying to play as this shark and to jump up on boats. And eat people. They even gave you objectives like, "Oh, go to this beach and like eat a certain amount of people." Mm-hmm. It's like, "Okay, great." And you can go up on land and like hop around for a little bit. You can tail whip people. Mm-hmm. So you can grab people in your mouth, jump up, whip whip them around. Like, and it's just so so satisfying, so satisfying. Like, and I, and I couldn't believe how such like a weird concept of something that sounds so like uh, it's like okay, I can see how someone would want to make a game like that. Yeah. Is it going to be any good? We don't really know. And it was fun. I think it was the most fun game that I had fun playing, in fact. Well, even when we, we interviewed um, the, the what was he, the community manager, I think? Yeah. Um, he was even saying that. He's like, yeah, we just like made this game. And a lot of people were just like, is there a game here? We were like, we don't know. We're just going to bring it and see. And there <laughs> can confirm there is 100% a game there. Um, I'm really. It feels like Goat Simulator, but with like an actual ga- like objectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, a lot of the combo stuff is really cool. Like being able to grab something and then like throw it almost with your tail, like whip it at like you can go like bowling for people with a turtle shell if you want, which is amazing. You can free Willy over a boat and then grab a dude and bring oh, him into the water. It feels so good. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, Casey, talk about it. Um. I mean, it's the world's greatest Jaws simulator. I mean, there have been Jaws video <laughs> games in the past that nobody's played, but um, except maybe on like the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. But like, who's to say? Yeah. This one's awesome. They give you objectives about killing people and fighting boats and evading hunters and stuff. And do you guys remember that old Flash game where you play as the fish and you constantly eat mm-hmm. smaller fish and mm-hmm. you get bigger yep. and bigger? Mm-hmm. I, that's that's what this is, but for the modern day and not crap. <laughs> and not crap. Um, I think it was called Fishy that that Flash game. Yeah, um, I remember. I don't know what you're talking about though. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but just the way they set it up, you know, they give you that little taste of power where you're an adult fucking sized fish, and then you know you start the game as over as a little tiny fish, and you got to work your way up. It's great. It's just, I mean, it's basic, but it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
based on there was a conversation that we we're having with the community manager too there's a lot of good stuff on the way too where where well, i think I, I voiced one of the concerns i was like well yeah like this is all cool but like like what else is there and he was saying he just kind of went off a little bit about like what the plans they have and, and some of the characters that you may recognize that may may be showing up in the future which i'm super excited about um i just like that it's this bigger game than what we played in the demo and that there yeah. will in fact be more to it including like power-ups new abilities i guess you would say and all of that <laughs> like i'm very very hyped to stream this game you can evolve into the sharknado um, imagine, <laughs> um, imagine if you have to fight a sharknado one shark against a shark oh, be amazing <laughs> i mean they, they do what we have seen is you do like become something like a megalodon like you become some kind of like ancient super shark yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Over time, you have like certain upgrades for your shark, yeah. and like there's there's like a bigger narrative story with with Scaly Pete. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Fucking also like the the shark Pete. that you play is like a combination of other sharks as well. So they have like a lot of moves that you would typically typically see in what I can't remember what kind of shark we play as. Uh, shark. Thresher Shark, Thresher or who shark. has like the whip. Yeah. You know? It's just like yeah. a, this whole like medley of shark that you get. So he's like the, like the the shark of all sharks, if you will. There's so much shark. There's so much shark in there. You're going to shark your pants. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm sharking all over the place. <laughs> oh, man. But it, it was so much fun to play this game. And everybody that we talked to was like, wasn't that great? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people in line who we were talking to was just like, I can't believe I'm waiting in line for like an hour to play this game. Yeah. But I want to play this game. It was worth <laughs> it. Yeah. It was absolutely so worth it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there has to be close to a finished build what we played because it come, comes out in, what, two months? maybe a little more like yeah, I think it comes yeah. out in May so yeah. like that's really really exciting just in time for summer just when you thought oh, you wanted yeah. to go to the beach <laughs> <laughs> just when you thought I, I'm really looking See, forward never to never forget IRL. the mayor of Jaws got reelected it's true uh, I'm really looking forward to IRL streams where people think they're, they're just gonna put on a shark fin and play man eater IRL <laughs> what <laughs> it's dumb people will do it I, I promise the internet's a dumb place yeah yeah. Of course it is. Uh, another game that we that at least uh, I know Serge and I got to play that I'm excited about is called Ghost Runner. I think Chris, oh, did you get yeah. to play this? I don't I don't remember, but um, it's essentially like think of like Mirror's Edge, but like in Blade Runner, and you're Genji from Overwatch. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah, that's, it, I'm that's sold. It. It, it's 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 <laughs> so I'll take ten copies. It's so really cool. <laughs> it, it has that kind of like um souls ish kind of feel where it's you can die in one hit or you can kill your enemies in one hit but once you die you have to kind of go all the way back uh and kind of redo it what that kind of does is uh give you a more polished run through of that level because you've done it so many times and you start to really feel like a badass where you know who's where what they're going to be doing and you can do like these crazy like um time stop dives and and it was just it just felt really really good yeah, so apparently, as the story goes, is that uh, humanity is in this tower. This is the last remnants of, of humanity. And uh, you, you play this Ghost Runner guy, and you have to get to the top of this tower, right, by scaling, by wall jumping, by, by, by power sliding, all that fun stuff, and cutting down the enemies in your way to defeat uh, the end baddie boss at the top. And this game was really cool. It was very responsive, very responsive. Yeah. We were playing yeah, on a mouse tight. and keyboard. So you're running up walls, like you're, 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 you're uh, dive-bombing enemies. You also have a bullet time slowdown mode, as Greg was saying. So um, when you're jumping towards enemies and they're shooting at you, you can kind of bullet time, move out of the way, and then like lunge towards them and slash them. And each enemy is one-hit kill with 
with your sword, so you don't have to worry about like like a bullet sponge, like so to speak, or a sword sponge, mm-hmm. and like trying to chop down enemies because like the, the game wants you to keep moving. There's like a momentum to the game, and and it was just it was it was fun to play. Like it just it, it, it snuck up on us. It's like oh crap, what is this game? This Ghost Runner? I like, Chris, you got to play. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was super smooth, and I'm not one. Um, I, I'm mostly a console player. Uh, so when I got up there with a mouse and keyboard, I was like, I don't know how good I'm going to be at this. And well, I mean, I'm what still are bad these at video tools? Games. I'm still pretty bad at video games anyways, but I was surprised at how smooth everything everything worked, um, especially that kind of bullet time. And one of the cool things is you, you can activate bullet time whenever. Um, there is like a little bit of gauge, so you can only hold on to it for so long. Yeah. But as soon as you let go of that bullet time button, um, you actually like warp forward Yeah. for a second. Um. And that just feels so awesome. So, like, if you're about to – you make a jump, you're, like, about to mess up, and then you kick in bullet time then just kind of shoot forward and actually hit that wall run. Oh, my God, the wall run feels so good on this. Um, also, the even, the like, the sword swing, because one of the big aspects of this game, as Greg said, was the one-hit-one kill um, that goes for not just you going after other guys, but also them attacking you. You get hit by a bullet once, you're done. Um but it's yeah. Oh my god, ultra smooth. And then and then, and then you figured out that you can like deflect. I did. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. So I I noticed that the way that the bullets were coming at me was uh, a very specific like rhythm to it. Like they were going at the same ratio. Uh, so you can time it that if you're about to be hit by a bullet, you can actually attack with the sword and it will stop the bullet, um, which is key considering that sometimes you're it's gonna they're gonna shoot at you. Right. And if you get hit once, you're done. Yeah. So if you can actually time it, I can imagine that you get this game down to a friggin' science. Ah, it's going to be those many hours very of much Beat like Saber a... have paid off. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely going to be like a, a skill game versus like a power up game, where the only way to beat the game is to get better, not necessarily to level up your character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and for now, the developer was saying that uh, they have some plans to, to add some more stuff to the game, but they can't really talk about, about too much. You can check out the interview on our YouTube channel as well as some of these things coming soon. But uh, yeah, Ghost Runner, I thought, was really cool. They had, they had like a, a cool booth, too. They had like a cage and everything. They wanted to set the mood. And they have like a pretty, like, really like cool uh, cool music going on. This like synth um, yeah, like 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 '80s wave kind of thing, and apparently it's it's made by like like a DJ or some guy who's like well known. Because when I was looking at uh, some of the marketing materials, like people were like, "Oh, is this by this guy?" Like people like actually like recognize the sound, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. And uh, they, they might release some of the music later on as, as the game comes out. And I was like, "Oh damn, I didn't know people were in it like that." Right. But that's dope too. So it has like a pretty pretty sweet soundtrack. So as you're going through, it has this like sweet like this like '80s like cyberpunkish like type uh, type track coming on. And oh man, I just can't get over. How responsive the game was just like, while running into slow down because as these enemies are shooting at you like you can like dodge like their uh their their, their laser fire so you're running off walls dodging to left or right slash them down turn around the next wall bullet time power slide into them and you can just just be a cyberpunk ninja yeah and it's such a great great little game like there's not too much to it right now but oh man like i can't wait to, to get like this game and kind of like maybe like speed run it a little bit too. And they say they're going to make some stuff accessible for speedrunners who do want to speed run it. So you got your games done quick um, and stuff like that. But they say they're going to make some stuff uh, in the game so you can easily access if you just want to speed run. I was like, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another game <laughs> yeah. I'm super looking forward to streaming as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghost Runner. Yeah. Um, what else did we play? Oh, we played a game called Misfits. Oh, Rusty's up here. Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> um which was which was very interesting. Um uh, it kinda it's gonna be one of those 
for your Little Big Planet three kind of um, fans. Oh, their dogs are really distracting me right now. I can see them <laughs> underneath the door. So yeah, so what, what it's going to do is basically it has this kind of like build your own level kind of um, idea behind it, where you can build your own level, build your own game modes, so on and so forth. Um, the basic idea of for the gameplay mechanic is you are head rolling around and you can jump on different toy bodies. Each different toy body will have uh, different abilities and there will also be different weapons scattered around uh, if you do like a traditional team death match kind of thing. Uh, so that, I think they threw us into a team, uh, team death match map mm. and that was a lot of fun. Just kind of like, it was kind of very Smash Brothers-esque where my strategy was essentially throwing people off of the level. Like that was the easiest way to kind of get kills. <laughs> Um, and you could do that through a variety of different ways. Um, when they walked us through the demo, they also did walk us through a lot of the uh, create a level, create a game kind of modes. It was more kind of just like standard. This is how you manipulate a um, an item. This is how you place an item. This is how you can like make a track. And this is how you can scale up an item. So what he did is uh, the, the developer had us, I think it was actually a QA guy, had us um, scale up one of the bodies like to like, gigantic proportions and then latch onto it and what what was really (laughs) cool about this which i'm looking forward to is you weren't just like on a big body the whole like world seemed just smaller to you so it scaled appropriately so like i'm kind of like i'm sitting there like messing around as he's kind of talking not super paying attention to what he's saying but like just enough and thinking about like making like a king of monsters kind of level where it's just like kaiju versus kaiju and just having a blast with that and having like maybe other like people load into that level is like teeny tiny little heads and just trying to survive the mayhem like that's something i I think is going to be really neat um that's something i think we're casey i'm going to make you stream with me any game where you can make a godzilla simulator i'm already on board (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll see We'll see what they have available. I think it just hit early access today. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what kind of what they have available at early we access. We got an email but, about it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that one was a lot of fun. It was one of those. I think we played that before all the other games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good way to kind of like dip your toes into the media pool, so to speak, and kind of like, you know, play, talk to someone, get things going. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be a great um, pick up and play kind of game. And if I... I hope they kind of get it on switch because i think they're going to have a lot of success there um i don't remember what else i put oh i remember what i played and it was... oh well i've got a game yeah what do you got oh it's only the greatest game ever made in the history of mankind right oh, is yeah. it red it's, lantern it's something no it's not but, but you can talk about your disappointment with that game because i've got nothing but praise for this one okay good sir <laughs> march 20th mark your goddamn calendars doom eternal Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, Doom <laughs> But also... What an amazing soundtrack Doom has. Okay. Oh, man, all, all right. the metal covers and stuff. Okay, bit's over. Animal Crossing New Horizons, which far and away had the absolute best-looking booth in the entire convention. Yeah, did. It was big. It looked like you walked right into the game. They had Tom Nook. They had Isabel. They had K.K. Slider as big Disney-sized costume characters you could meet and take a picture with. And I got a picture with Tom Nook. And I found out today that we have the same birthday, which is great for me. You and Tom Nook have the same birthday? Me and Tom Nook have the same birthday. Nerd. Um, (laughs) This game... We we barely got any information on it up until like a very recent Nintendo Direct where they showed a bunch of stuff. 
Um, but this is the first playable demo, which I think is a little crazy because it it, it only came out three weeks before the, the full release of the game worldwide. Um, but I guess they just really wanted to give people a taste of and a hands-on experience, which they certainly delivered. Uh, if you have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, the Animal Crossing series is probably the greatest life simulator type game up there next to The Sims. You play as a tiny human in a village full of animals who have eight distinct personalities. Uh, and you build a house, you get furniture, you can fish, you can catch bugs, you can dig up fossils, you can visit a museum, you can do all kinds of fun, sort of second life type activities, and overall the game is a very relaxing and engaging experience that I've found playing every iteration for the past 17 years. How's that, pretty comprehensive, fellas? Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. Good. Great. Um, hey, uh, real quick, tell us about the shovel. So, uh, and you might find this amusing people at home <laughs> so in 2003 in the gamecube version of the game you could dig up these like glowing spots in the ground with your shovel and sometimes there'd be money in there but after you dig it up there's still a glowing spot in the ground and you think what do i do maybe i'll bury something in there so you bury another shovel with your shovel and it grows into a golden tree probably and then you know the tree grows up in three days you shake the tree you get a golden shovel but hey you also got a golden tree in your town which is pretty rare and you know you're probably lucky to have it so in wild world on ds they didn't have it and in city folk on the wii they didn't have it and in new leaf on the 3ds they didn't have it these golden dig spots were nowhere to be found but we saw in a trailer and in the playable demo of the game this weekend, that the golden dig spots are back. And you know what I did? I waited in line for four hours to play the game to do one thing, and that was take a shovel and bury a shovel in the golden dig spot, hoping that a tree would sprout. And you know what? It didn't. And I should have known because the game is way too based around crafting to ever have some kind of wacky dumb shit like that. But now I know. <laughs> and so does the internet. And I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Although, oh, overall, did... Animal Crossing looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, I did a the first hands-on demo I did with Serge and Greg, and it it was awesome. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, it was more just Casey running around and me not touching the controller because it worked yeah, that, on that. that <laughs> took a little con control. I'm not going to All the control. You. All the control. Look, I didn't mind. I was vibing off of, uh, uh, yeah, of, I, of Casey's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Casey was just so happy just like playing the game being in the booth and the booth was amazing oh, yeah. it was, yeah, it, was yeah, it was so, so cool and so fun it was great to see like Tom Nook and like the other the other animals there I was just like oh my god it's amazing there he is right there and, and the, the person inside like playing Tom Nook was just was, was like so cheeky with the poses and was great oh, just, like, like you know with everybody and I was just like oh man like Nintendo uh, Nintendo will forever forever be I kind of felt bad for the, um, the the booth woman who was like guiding us through because she's like oh you can go to the museum if you want we're just like humoring her just like okay i guess we can go there <laughs> we, we all look at casey and casey's like yeah that's no. fine we can do that show me where the shovel is i need to know where the there were no is. golden dig spots the first time which is the reason why i had to wait in line a second time another day to do casey it. pretty much stole her shovel by the yeah. way, I did. I'm like, give me your shovel. <laughs> she was, he was like, hey, can we get another shovel? She goes, well, I, I have one. Give and me your like, shovel. He's like, oh. I love all the questions that she couldn't answer in case. She's like, what about this? What about that? She's like, don't tell us that. Don't tell us this. <laughs> yeah. Please, please don't hurt me. I don't want to do that. They were apparently only able to answer questions about things that were already in the demo. Um, yes. So they couldn't answer my questions about time travel. They couldn't answer my questions about paintings in the museum. 
a couple other things, um, which we've since learned about a few things, but one of them gave me a fucking shady wink about asking about time travel. And I'm like, okay, I see what your game is. Was it the All same right. guy you, who you asked to buy a shirt? No, it wasn't the same guy who I asked to buy his shirt, who refused because <laughs> he values his job at Nintendo greatly, and I certainly don't, you know, begrudge him that. Mm-hmm. Um, all or the con attend, like, people working the Nintendo booth were wearing these, like, Tom Nook Leaf print Hawaiian Bro, shirts. I wanted those shirts. The like, one that those he wears shirts, in the I'll game. Yeah. And, and, I wanted, I wanted one. Those shirts were a fit. Yeah, Remember you that? know, you figure when they do breakdowns on Sunday, like maybe you could get some free swag that they throw away because Nintendo's kind of notorious for throwing a bunch of shit at the crowd in the final hour. But none of them were able to give up the shirt, no matter how much money I offered them, or services <laughs> of another kind. Wow! But uh, they look cool, and you know, maybe they'll end up on the you know collector's market someday, and you know, just get it in hindsight at an overly inflated price. <laughs> and I can't believe that you went there again the next day. I had to know. Fucking... I, you know, <laughs> this man stood in line again the next day. It was fun. To fucking do it again. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, we got their cases. Like, all right, I'm go. Yeah, it's the only. Listen, I've, I'll catch I've up never looked. I've never anticipated or looked forward to a game more than I have this one. Apparently, I yeah. I have. It's Same. just. I don't know what it is. There, whether, maybe it was they told us basically nothing about it, and I knew it existed. Maybe it was because it was delayed originally from its original, you know, release. Mm. It could be any number of things. It, it could be. And like I, per- I personally, I personally like I like games like this because I played Animal Crossing back in the day, and like, like, and I played like Minecraft, like all these like games where like you throw yourself into like a second life, pretty much. You yeah. know, it's just like all right. And, and even while we're running a line in town, they're just like, all right, welcome to Animal Crossing, blah blah blah. So this is what we're gonna do. So so uh, you welcome to the island. We we have to chop down some wood. Let's make an axe. And it's just like all right. I need some wood. I need this to make an axe. Let's make an axe. All right. But now we have an axe. Let's make that. All right. I need this. I need that to make the other thing. And it's just like you need materials. And this and you that i'm like oh i can't work God, going to the Love able kind sisters of and being able to just change your clothes to whatever's available on the fly in the fitting room like there's so many quality of life improvements in this game you can terraform the earth when you <laughs> thought being the mayor was enough in the last game now you are god and the graphics are great. There's all these little different textures to little to, to things like even the animals themselves and to the clothes and it, it just the, it's so aesthetically pleasing it's it's ridiculous it looks great it's ridiculous how it's like like it, it, ah. <laughs> I can't even. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And now we only oh, have man. to wait 15 days as of this recording. So, so um, while Casey was off on his adventure, uh, me, Sergeant Greg, were scouring the floor. And of course, as we're walking around, um, we hear the tasty licks of some random guitar playing oh, yeah. at a game uh at this game you know of course me i'm like i'm not the guy that goes and gets the acoustic guitar at the party and plays but i am the guy that goes hangs out in the corner and watches that other guy play <laughs> because that's just who Fair. i am um so we ended up finding uh seeing this game it's called the artful escape uh and this game uh is made is published rather not made but uh, published by a studio that i'm definitely going to be looking forward uh, like looking for in the future called annapurna interactive um this studio has brought us um Sayonara wild hearts last year which is a really fun like action kind of rhythm game um it's really like a playable album um there is a another pretty popular game uh kentucky route zero it came out a while ago um very story based and of course uh, outer wilds of last year as well 
they're that. And then um, when I found out that they are also responsible for publishing the game What Remains of Edith Finch, I my head exploded because that's like one of the most like emotional, beautiful experiences I've had playing a video game. And it's only like two hours. Everyone should play that game. It's amazing. Um, but the Artful Escape, 2D platformer. It's very similar. It, it is kind of like uh, I'm comparing it to inside meets brutal legend mm. uh where you actually interact with the environment using a guitar but it's just a regular 2d platform platformer uh, but as you're kind of running through this environment and jumping up and down um like you whip out a guitar at whenever you want which is crazy because there's like music going on in the background and no matter where you're at you play like it plays like the right notes that interacts not which is the music that you're hearing to but also the environment so like there's a scene where you're running through like a swamp and every time you play the guitar these like a choir of fish starts coming out of the ocean or out of the swamp and just like sings along with you and it's absolutely bananas you're like a you're like a a pied piper oh basically you're a pied piper it's just as you walk along your the environment is interacting with you um and there's like moments where you're in a cave and the mushrooms are lighting up and then you jump on this like kind of floating rock and then as you're playing like start like lasers start shooting out um but like really awesome like massive almost like a trans-siberian orchestra style concert uh or like uh laser floyd style lasers are popping out of the stage that you're playing on and then the quote-unquote boss battles that you have in there actually is a fun little rhythm game um definitely like a looks like a smaller scale game um but like again, a la Limbo or Inside, um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the music in it was great. The controls uh, were were a lot of fun. It actually did kind of feel like a, a, a mobile game type of type of feel, um, but a really good feeling mobile mm. game. So, big fan of the Artful Escape. Yeah, that that looked really cool too. Like it was one of those things where like. You're a couple of booths away, and all of a sudden, you you literally hear the riffs, and you're like, "What is that?" With, <laughs> with like just the right amount of reverb, wow. too. Yep. And that's the double jump, by the way. It's so if cool. you, you jump and then you hit the thing, and then he actually goes a little bit high. You hit the, the guitar, he goes a little bit higher and floats down. I just love when, oh, when he when he jumps, he has this quick animation with the guitar, and yeah. <laughs> the guitar he just, just whips comes it out of nowhere. Yeah. This, a man in a leotard is running around, and then all of a sudden, he whips the guitar that materializes out of nowhere. It's absurd. But it was really fun, and it's so aesthetically pleasing too. Like it's a beautiful game. Like going through all the levels, like uh, um, you know, like there's like the swamp thing you're talking about. There's just one where it's like this like winter like escape, but there's all these like uh, like techno lights in the background and stuff, and it, it's really beautiful. They really put some time into this. And I think I think as a music person, you were really impressed by by, by the music, right? Oh yeah. So what was what was kind of crazy to me was that the music is kind of happening in the background. Like there's like a little low kind of like tone. You can kind of hear what that root note is, what it's supposed to be. Um, but as you again, as you walked around, the environment would interact. And then when you pull the guitar out, to you hit the guitar button, the guitar would play along, but like in key, which means that someone had to go and basically shred guitar the entire for the entire soundtrack. But you're not hearing that track until someone actually hits the button um which is but when you hit the button it plays that guitar track that's still on key and everything sounded it didn't sound like randomly cut in it sounded like you were actually hitting the guitar at that moment um oh what's the name for that that's like the music in banjo kazooie where like you would walk to a different area and the it would change but it would pick up in the exact same spot 
Modular? I I guess so. Yeah, mo- I would say modular is is there, but it, it was um it wasn't just when you were switching from one part of the level to the other. It um, it was you were in the same section and it would play the it would play along with the song that was playing in the background. It wasn't like a jarring. It didn't just completely change when I moved to a new section, yeah. which it did. But the fact that it was playing and there was chord changes that went along with it and that the guitar played along with those chord changes and that someone had to again just absolutely murder the guitar like along with this but you're not even hearing that half the time unless you're holding down the button i believe the industry term is dynamic music dynamic music yes Mm. that that sounds good because it would it would uh, affect the world in the background as well as the background does the um the thing that, like again, Limbo and Inside does that the background's very layered. You can see like all the way back, and it actually kind of moves um, at a different rate. What's the like, kind of parallax effect, um, where the background is seems like it's three dimensional and will actually move at a different rate of your character. So it seems like it has a lot more depth, mm-hmm. um, which is like my new favorite aesthetic for uh, for three D platformers. We got to also get to play at PAX East uh, 2020, Streets of Rage 4. Oh, man. Th- oh, talk man. about a game that feels good when you hit stuff, which is oh, great. Man. I remember having that game, game on my Sega Genesis Sun to date myself. Uh, this game's aesthetic is beautiful. Like, I wasn't sure about it before we got to play it. I was like, I don't know, this aesthetic looks all right, and I don't know how it's going to feel, but when we got our hands on it playing with the developer, I was like, yo, this game is it, chief. <laughs> Let's go. All the different characters have different things. So so you got, like, a, a big board character who's a bit sluggish but hits, like, a truck. He can grapple. You got your other characters who are a bit faster, and they all have, like, different super moves when you charge up your gauge, and you all work in tandem together to fight against the streets four times. And you can steal lives. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, it, it's just, it, it was just, yeah, yeah, you can steal lives from, from other players, but it was just so much fun, fun to play, so uh, I'm glad we got to play that at, at PAX East, because Streets of Rage, I, I, I love that fun. series growing up, and for it to see it come back like this, with some of the uh, older characters, with a new twist on them, with new aesthetic, I'm, I'm just so happy that we got this, well, what was the guys' impressions while we were playing? I mean, it would have been great if uh, someone didn't steal all of our lives. Accident. It was one life. He, you know? <laughs> he says that like he did it on purpose. It was one he, life, and it, I stole it from the developer. He was like, mm. he's like, oh, man, I'm dead. He goes, oh, wait, no, there's infinite lives on here. The developer's like, no, you just stole that from me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. And then you stole from uh, me, too. So good. No, I didn't. Bitch. You son of a bitch. You it did. was I one life I stole I from the developer. That's it. <laughs> I know you did. That's it. I, it was great. I I actually liked the aesthetic a lot of it. It was it did yeah. feel like the characters did feel like they aged, which was really cool because like mm-hmm. something like for me a little weird when you like pick up a game like that's Streets of Rage four and the characters are the exact same age and the exact same clothes and the exact same everything as they were in the first game and you're just like mm-hmm. uh, what happened like what's going <laughs> on here but like Streets of Fighter <laughs> Streets of Fighter well even <laughs> even Street Fighter. The characters change. Actually, yeah, Ryu actually did get older. Yeah, didn't they he? all kind of like yeah. he, grew a, he grew a daddy beard. Yeah, he did. He did grow a daddy beard. That's very true. Um, yeah, but yeah, so like it, it, it felt good. The it sounded great. It was a, a worthy addition, I think, to the franchise, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And like I, I love playing that game. I wasn't like a super diehard fan, so it was just for me a casual pick up, pick up and play. But even so, like it was nothing but a good time with that. Really random Street Fighter um, thing I just yeah. learned is that uh, this year Chun Li is uh, fifty two. Oh wow! What? Wow! <laughs> She's looking good. Wait, Kristen Kruk is fifty two. Got it. Got it in there. I guess so. 
Damn it. Yes. Wait. Damn it. Yes. Not even <laughs> 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 no. Out of all the people? Uh, no, Kristen Krug actually played Chung Lee in the live action Street Fighter Legend of Chung Lee. Yeah, the movie. second one, as opposed to beloved Disney hat trick. Yeah, I was going to say Mulan, right? Ming Who is, was she in the original one? Yeah, she's in the original Street Fighter movie. Oh, I had no idea nah. that was her. Yes, you did. Oh, no. Mulan? Shut up, yes. Holy crap. I think you're lying. I'm looking at I'm not right lying. She plays Chun-Li in the 90s I think you're stealing lives with, and you're trying to cover Julia it up. With as Bison and Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> as Guile. You're lying. Oh, my God. He's not lying. Love I'm not it. lying. For once, he's not stealing my life. <laughs> That's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. But, yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it was great. Um, yeah, I think that's all the games you played. No, there was we one more. Thirty XX. Oh, Thirty XX. There's two more. Thirty <laughs> XX <laughs> uh, X was great. Like I had not played Twenty XX, even though I acted like I had, because it's essentially modular Mega Man. Um, modular but Mega we, Man. Casey and I had a good time with that. <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm not very good at it though. I mean, I was I was great at it. I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, no, you were also. He, he couldn't steal any lives. I guess we died at the same time, we and did. I we revived each other at least once. It was a. It's true. <laughs> Look, it's been too long since I played a side-scrolling Megaman. I mean, you, there's only one person I blame for that. You. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then all four of us got to play a fun game at the end there. Moving out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, moving out. So um it. it you guys know Overcooked, right? Everybody knows mm -hmm. Overcooked. Really mm -hmm. fun. It bringing back the couch co-op. Um, this is almost like a simplified version of that, where instead of cooking food, what you're doing is you go to a location, and that location has a certain amount of – it's like a, a house or a warehouse or um, – something that you have to move boxes or furniture and your goal uh, with up to three other people is to get all the boxes loaded onto the moving truck uh, in however fat whatever fashion um, you see fit so there's basically move and carry are basically your only two controls um, some of the items are too big that you need more than one person to hold on to so that you can move at you know the appropriate speed but uh a lot of fun couch co-op really cute um it's actually the same this is the same publisher as um overcooked as well mm. uh so they said they they were trying to like secretly pitching that it was like overcooked but like simpler and a bit more uh, even more cooperative mm -hmm. um and now uh they can officially say that because the same publisher. Nice. <laughs> <a lot> of <laughs> another game we got to play was everspace 2 oh yeah the the roguelike yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and Greg, ha having not played it, you got to sit down and play Everspace 2. What would you think? I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I had seen streams of Everspace 1, and I think that I'm thinking about it. I watched um, Co-Carnage stream Ever Everspace 2. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, it was great. It was pretty much what I wanted in a Star Fox game that's not a Star Fox game in terms of just kind of like zipping around space, blowing things up, like getting loot. Like rinse, lather, repeat, which is amazing. Uh, I can't wait to just listen to Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack and just like blow things up in space. Yes, I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> um, part of the fun. It looks gorgeous. They had. Um, I remember it's a weird comparison, but I remember in, in Outer Wilds when whenever the sun goes supernova, you get this really like beautiful blue hue. And I remember I zipped to this like galaxy that had that kind of happening, 
and I was just like staring at it. I was like, this is nice. And then I died because I was staring at it too long. But um, <laughs> I think I died like four, four or five times before I gave up the, the mouse and keyboard to the next person. because <laughs> I just didn't want it to end. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was not very difficult to pick up, which I also like in a, in a game. Because like, remember a couple years ago, we went to PAX and there's this indie game that was just like, oh, it's like really controlling like a spaceship. And it was like not a great experience. Yeah, it, it was it was too, too realistic and it was a bit floaty and stuff. Yeah. But here it's very intuitive yep. and, and very beautiful. The particle effects, all the, all the space oh, stuff, yeah. like you warping through hyperdrive, like it's beautiful. Yeah. So, so whenever space you're going through, it's a roguelike, and and you have like an overarching story. But for the most point, uh, for the most part, like you're on your own. And I was telling the the community managers, I was like, listen, dude, like I would play the first one and put on like Battlestar Galactica music and basically pretend to be in Battlestar yeah, Galactica. Yeah. And he was like, well, we do have a spaceship that's kind of like a Viper, a little bit. And she's like, we have some creative license. It's not like it, nor can we say those words, Battlestar Galactica. I was like, yeah, I got it, I guess. He's like, but it's kind of like a Viper from Battlestar Galactica. And I was like, dude. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I, I put on the music and I was just like, all right, I'm in Basic Galactic. Let's do it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. But it's a gorgeous game. If you like space games and, and flight games and uh, games where and it's just you versus the stars. Yeah. It's gorgeous. That was great. I had such a good time. Yeah. I want it now. There's no release date. I want it now. <laughs> Give it to me now. Give it to me. Give it to me, Give now. It to me. Give it to me now. Another game we played at PAX East was Fuser. <laughs> which is this uh yeah, think of think of this. think of dj hero except that you're using uh they gave us a controller uh, but i think it would lend well to like an ipad or iphone game yeah. so basically you have a dj deck you have all these different sounds up top and you have different objectives for you to to complete so it's like all right so you have like lady gaga you have the strokes you have this it's like all right bring down the vocals from here the strings from this song this and this thing and make music together and it all just works and it's yeah. weird because as you're bringing down different instruments different beats different vocals it all kind of just works together to make a coherent song and as you're mixing it together it, it just blew my mind how's like how's this working together this is nuts yeah and um you would have uh you would have uh, and this is where people who have music knowledge would come in too even though they have certain things to help you out like the crowd would say oh brit deuce brings uh, play something from the 70s or and you're like okay let me let me take the strings from this song from the 70s and bring it down to the dj deck and okay like uh but, but play a pop song and it's like oh okay let's get the vocals from this lady gaga song and bring it down to the dj deck and it's just like poof, it all starts mixing together and yeah, you're basically just like a DJ making different sets, making different music. Uh, it's still in early stages, but it, it was pretty interesting. Greg, what do you think about it? I liked it. I, I, they had the biggest booth, I would say, at PAX. Yeah. They had it this was... like giant <laughs> Shiva summon from Final Fantasy as their deck. <laughs> um, and it was, it was, it was loud. It was very like, bright they had like what they had, they had pyrotechnics going off at one point yeah it was uh, the, i was like what pyrotechnics yeah. so well the uh the studio that makes that is actually uh harmonics responsible for yeah. rock band uh dance central dj hero dj uh, uh yeah i think that was activision so um sure? so they were the ones that did uh, Guitar Hero 1 and 2. Uh, for Guitar Hero 3, the rights got sold to oh, Activision. Right. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. I believe that was DJ Hero was an Activision game. You're right. Um, and then they went off and continued doing Rock Band. Um, I do love my harmonics. They're also a Boston-based uh, company, so mm. they always show up. They on packs because it's hometown advantage they literally have yeah. no excuse not to go yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i remember every they've been there every year i think that i've been mm -hmm. there the yeah. last um the so before this game there was they have a a card game uh called 
uh, drop mix that yeah. worked very similarly, drop where mix. you had um, cards. Each card was a part of a song. You put it down. Um, each card also has a number. You have to put down a card that is a higher number than the one that you that that was down already, uh, and it you actually kind of. It, each time you put a card down, it will actually play that part and all the parts mixed together, which seemed like it was kind of the basis of how they built this uh, this game on top of it. Musical like it, it's Uno. Like a, yeah, it's like a, a single. So Fuser sounds like it's a digital one player version of this game. Kind of. Um, yeah. yeah. It, I, th- I thought it played really well. Um, I don't have much. I think I probably have 2% musical talent in me. May- maybe three. That's about it. Uh, on a scale of 100, I have maybe 3%, depending on, on the day. But um, it was very satisfying to get, like, a good mix going on. Yeah. Uh, and, and the deck that they kind of gave us to mess around with was a lot of notable stuff. And they even had um, Smash Mouth All-Star in there, just so you can, like, meme the shit out of For your song if you wanted to. Which was really great. Uh, I ended up uh, combining the both lyrics for Fifty Cent in the Club and Billie Eilish Bad Guy, and it worked amazing, wonderfully. Ooh. Like it should yeah. not have mixed that well. Yeah, it was so weird. Like uh, I, I did, <laughs> I did like the beat from from uh, from from Jay Balvin's Mi Gente. Yeah. So it was like, and then I put the lyrics for for Smash Mouth oh, All Star, and I was like, how is this working? It's and so it was good. it was. And it was working, so it was like, doom, 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 bah, 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 my God, somebody they've, once they've, told me that they've da, made da, da, da. a game. That I was can, like, what? How is this working? They've made a game that can make its own YouTube poops. Dude, oh, seriously, man, it was great. making its own meme. Like, I was just so my mind was blown. I was like, somebody once told me that we're gonna run against the I was like, what? And I was I was dying and I was laughing. And then the uh, the developers and the community managers were just like, yo, I saw you were having like, a good time there. You were you're laughing, right? I was like, yeah, because I was trying to like do the most ridiculous things I possibly can to kind of break the game. Like I was trying to put like multiple vocals on, on the same deck and stuff, and yeah. do all these game breaking things. And uh, and and the dev was actually liking that. He's like, oh yeah, so I saw what you were doing, dude. <laughs> Yeah. like, yeah, you got something pretty interesting here, man. You got a game that you can just start making memes. <laughs> it's like musical memes. It's like one of those games, too. I was playing it, and I was just like, I don't see the like its purpose in gaming yet. So, like, Guitar Hero was really great, right? Because um, there was a lot of skill involved in it, not just, like, from a, a um, I don't know, reflex standpoint, but also from a musical knowledge standpoint. Like, at least I found that if I knew a song, I was better at it in Guitar Hero than if I just picked one at random and I didn't really know it as well. Um, What I think they're relying on is the challenge of the um, requests that come from the audience, kind of like the built-in audience in the game. Um, So I think they're kind of like hoping that maybe you'll try to get like two requests done with one song choice and kind of move on from there. What I'm really hoping they do, and I don't think they're going to do this because I can't imagine this being a, a streamable game on purpose is I really hope they do Twitch integrations where people like that are watching your stream can put in requests as quote unquote, the audience. Yeah. Like, so, I so think the audience of the game off to the side would be like, oh, play something from the 70s or like uh, g- give us a pop thing, whatever, whatnot. Like, oh, OK. So what, what Greg saw was like, imagine somebody here in Twitch chat's like, oh, like uh, put, put this in or do that. But make it like an official request that pops up into the game. Yeah. Or so or kind of so, have it be like um, what they do with Twitch things right now, which I think mm-hmm. Harmonix also had a hand in where like challenges yep. will pop up and everyone votes on the challenge. Whoever gets the most votes, that's the one that displays. And that kind of goes forward. You have like a system like that. So. Um, you're not getting bombarded with requests, but also at the same time, like you're 
not just alone playing this game because yeah. playing a musical game alone is very sad. So I think it's just, this game is its own thing. I don't think Uh-oh. it's supposed to contend with Guitar Hero <laughs> or like other music games because because right now I think it would lend better to like an iPad, i or oh, like, like just like a mobile music because like yeah. you're, you're mostly dragging stuff down to to the DJ deck, right? Yeah. And uh, and what you're dragging down is you're dragging uh, like the vocals. This the this the synths, so you're dragging like the the bass the drum or whatever track, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the drum track uh, the the guitar if there's a guitar in the song so each song uh, you'll see the top of the screen will have like different oh like this one has like uh, vocals this one has drums this one has this and you're like mixing and matching on the DJ deck and you're trying to complete objectives at the same time yeah. so I'm not sure what they're trying to do with this game but it was fun to play and it, yeah. and they had a really cool booth to, to do it in so I had fun doing that yeah yeah, yeah. same here. But I think someone who had uh, uh, the most fun, aside from Casey, was uh, our very own Booster Greg, who was on the Geek Generation Ooh, panel. Oh, that's that right. Something. One of the best panels at Bex. So the, the if, if someone else says otherwise, actually, Gearbox might be a little better. Maybe. Maybe. True. Maybe. <laughs> I would say top two panels tied for first place. Geek Generation panel and Gearbox panel. Yeah. But also, Gearbox gave me free codes. So, or gave codes. <laughs> so yeah, that. why didn't you give us free codes, Greg? I gave Serge the free codes. I had one actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Serge got it. Yes. Um, the codes. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to be uh, invited to a panel with um, Rob, the Rob Logan from Geek Generation, uh, also with Pumpkinberry and from Silence Night. Um, and we, I always say from Silence Night, it never makes sense. Uh, and also Silence Night. Uh, we talked about our most influential games of the past decade. Chris actually helped me out with a lot of the traces, narrowing them down, asking goddamn me, right asking me, but why is Blair Witch a most influential game of the past decade? And I said, because it has a goddamn dog in it. That's why. And he goes, that's not, that's not enough of an influence. I go, damn it. He's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, Rinse, repeat for two months, by the way. Yeah. That exact same It was question. literally, it wasn't, it was like at the last moment, last possible moment, Blair Witch. Blair Witch made it to the top five. Yeah. He's like, I know what you're saying, but I'm going to I know what you're saying, but. Fuck you. The but there's, there. there's Chris, there's a dog in the game. Chris, you don't I don't understand. think you understand. There's a dog, and you can pet it, and it calms you down. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, it, it was a great panel. It was, the, it was all of our first panels, except for Rob. Rob has moderated quite a few in the past. Uh, but for the rest of us scrubs for the to the panel world, it was our first. And it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. The crowd was super positive. Um, with, with a subject like that, it can get pretty dicey where people are just like, well, you didn't say Witcher 3. You didn't say this. You didn't say that. I think uh, Rob did a great job at kind of like setting the expectation up front, being like, this is for us. This is what we think the most influential games are, not just to the industry, but also to us personally. And that kind of like went over the crowd pretty well. Half the people left. Half the people left. (laughs) I noticed a lot of people left as soon as the crowd Q&A started. And I was like, no, come back. There's still more. There's more, I promise. Um, But it was great. It was uh, 350 people, something like that. The the room was packed. They were actually turning people away. Is what I heard, and it, it was it was crazy because like uh, before the panel started, I went out and uh, to get water, and I came back, and the um, 
the the panel doors were closed, but the room to get into the panel was open. So when you go to these conventions, oftentimes there is a line outside, obviously, but most oftentimes they'll put you into a room before you go into the actual panel room. So I accidentally just was like, wasn't really looking. I was like walking into the panel room and, I, and it was like almost full. And I was like, holy crap, look at all these people. Mm. And uh, I think that's a testament to like, uh, like, like Rob, like picking a really good name yep. and like, you know, like, and you know, that there, there are other panels that were like, so, so this one sounded really interesting mm-hmm. because we've walked into panels. We're like, oh, this one seems pretty cool. Let's let, let's let's go check this one out. A lot of people were actually jazzed to like go into the panel and and, and hear people talk about you know the most influential video games of all time, and and I think it was actually a fun panel, a great panel, and and the, I think the room was like just about full too. Yeah. Like there was a lot. There was a crowd. There was actually a really good crowd for this panel, and everybody was like respectable. People were laughing. It was time to laugh. Uh, I think I think I think I think uh, Greg actually got like the most. Like audience, like uh, I, I don't uh, want to interaction. Say I talked to the audience the, the most, <laughs> but I definitely talked to the audience. Yeah, I think you have the most interaction with like your game choices and people yeah. like uh, ooing and eyeing or like oh, you know, like kind of a thing. So it was it was really good. You know, everybody else in the panel did did a good job too. But I think Greg got the most. I interaction. I, I was told by an anonymous source that no one wins at a panel, but if someone did win, <laughs> I would have won. Yeah. So. No, it was it was a very good time. It was um, a lot of us were super nervous, kind of going into it because I had not. I've I don't think I've ever spoken to a crowd that large before. Like maybe like half that is as large as I've done. So like you, you were just sitting there watching people like come on in. Where I'm just like, they they don't stop coming in. They just don't stop and they don't stop coming. They don't stop coming. And they don't stop coming. They don't stop coming. And uh, I think uh, I have a couple of pictures. Uh, one of my friends uh, took a lot of a lot of friends from like previous work uh, employment places showed up, which is really cool. Uh, they have a picture of me before the panel and after the panel, kind of sitting in the, in the same spot. And it that that completely like demonstrates what my thought process was. Once I feel like we started talking to everyone and realized that everyone was chill, it was just like, all right, we're all like minded people here. Like this is this is gonna be a great time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I actually got corrected as well, where I said uh, "Gone Home" is the scariest non-horror game ever, and Pumpkinberry was quick to correct me that <laughs> it is a horror game, and it just kind of blew my mind. Where it's like, oh yeah, I guess for me, horror is like ghosts and goblins and zombies and all this stuff and jump scares, and for other people, it's it's not as obvious. She was like, from a certain point of view, it is. From a certain a point of game. view. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> We're going it. there. Did We're it. going there. Uh, yeah, but it felt great. It was a great panel. Um, I think we're gonna try to go for a panel, and and and, the, and, the, and like the pack staffers were surprised that it was it was ever your guys' like first panel. They're like, "What? It's your first panel? You kind of seem like you knew what you were Rob's doing." Rob's really got it's his all... shit together. To be fair, yeah. Well, yeah. Rob was a, a great support system just to have because um, we were all just kind of like, "What do we do? What's the show gonna look like?" Blah blah blah. And like even like me like leading up to it, I was just like. What about this? What about that? And he goes, he's like, it's fine. I got it. And we walked in. We got our printouts and everything going. Like, it, he was like, this is exactly how the the panel is gonna look. And it was amazing. Uh, by the way, the scariest non horror game ever is Gone Home. <laughs> but it actually is a horror game, so I guess it's not the scariest. Ever or in the past anymore. ten years? Yeah. Ever in the, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I don't know, Casey, man. Um, bottom. It's watching. It's watching Casey try to get a golden shovel and throw it in a ditch. 
that's what that's it is. That's not that scary. <laughs> you're going to say ski that's free because that's ski free. Oh, oh I remember ski no, free. Man. Holy yeah, crap. Yeti. Damn. Ocarina of Time is the bottom of the well. There's a lot of scary shit in not in way, not way to date everyone there. Yeah. Ski free. <laughs> date everyone God. in this Windows God. 95. Yeah, but yeah, we're, we're going to see about uh, ha- having a panel next year at PAX. That'll be interesting. Yeah. 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 I kind of I hope also Geek Generation does a panel every year at PAX. Just yeah. to kind of like, it'd be like a nice We, we should do a Geek game. Generation X Back at Your Funky panel. Ooh. Just, just, have, just have everybody up there. Ooh. Versus? Yeah. Versus. Yeah. Well, well, I said X is in like, you know, in tandem with, but like, yeah, sure. Versus. <laughs> yeah, versus. Let's first step. Let's first step. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that'd, that'd be great. That'd be a crazy panel too. We we need like like a big stage. Yeah. We, need, we need we need the main theater. Give us the main theater, guys. Give give us we'll, the main theater. We'll fill, we'll, it. We'll, we'll fill it up. We'll fill it. Between us both, we'll, we'll we'll fill it up. Let's go. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Speaking of fun, that's all the fun that we had for today on this episode of the Back Here to Funky Podcast. Yes. Thank you everybody wow. who's been tuning in. Who's been coming in late? I see you. Uh, <laughs> who's been listening <laughs> on Spotify and our heart radio on Apple play. I mean, Google play on Apple podcast. And everybody listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you everyone. This has been the PAX East 2020 podcast. Check us out on YouTube for all of our interviews. We got ghost run up there. We, we got manager coming up and you got all the other interviews coming up there on our YouTube as well. Uh, follow us on all the social stuff and things on Twitter, on Instagram and all everywhere. You can find us on social media and reach out on this episode. We had TV's case. Yo, we had booster. Greg, I can't wait to go to bed. I'm so tired. <laughs> we had so Doc tired. Chris. It's a me. And we have the bad coyote funky himself. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. I'm your host, the Bad Candy Funky. Thank you, everybody who's been tuning in. We will see you later, or we'll see you another time.